0: This is episode four of Hindsight the Podcast. Today, Eric and I will be conversing with a veteran who served 20 years with the United States Army in the supply and logistics industry before retiring. Welcome to a conversation with Patience Andrews.
1: All right, y'all. So we got Patience Andrews with us. So Patience, I've had you on speed dial for the last three or four months, but why don't you tell everybody else what you've been up to and what you're working on?
2: Hey everyone. My name is Patience Andrews. (laughs) For the last few months I have been doing real estate, real estate, real estate. Oh my God. It's so demanding right now in these past few months. Um, I don't know where people have received all this COVID money, but they can bring it on because it's making a lot of us agents very, very happy. So (laughs) that's what I've been doing uh, the past few months.
1: Nice. Yeah. So, so everybody knows, you know, patients helped me get into my home now. So I think, you know, we've had our our feet wet for about a week, but it was a lot of trial and error with, with the market the way that it currently is, but I'm forever grateful. But not only Mm -hmm. that, you know, Patience and I, we were uh, we met in the military in the army along with Lee, and that's mm-hmm. where we we worked. So, kind of tell us how you got into uh, being a real estate agent.
2: Okay, so when I got ready to retire out of the army, you know, I was like baffled on what in the world am I going to do? I came into the army at 18 years old and retired, you know, 20 years. Like that's all you know. When you come in as a kid, you're still a kid when you're 18, you know. So when you come in at that and then you're programmed into this for 20 years, you don't have to know what to wear, anything like that. And you're just programmed, programmed. I'm like, okay. So, I mean, I got my college degree in the Army and everything, but still, I didn't have a skill set of what am I going to do? What do I like to do? You know, all I know is this. And so I uh, had another good friend when I was getting ready to get out because I was picking other veterans brains about what are they doing? You know, what are they doing out of the military? So I picked her brain and she's like, girl, so I'm in real estate. And, you know, I, I've been doing it for some months and, and like the money's like really good. And I'm like, oh, I like money. So, I mean, I knew that I would be retiring out and still, you know, I have my retirement and disability. But, you know, other sources of income is always very good to have. So she, you know, she helped me. She guided me through what to do to get my license. And she kind of trained me up and And I started there. And once I got that first paycheck, I'm like, oh, yep, this is the one. <laughs>
1: I joined the Army at 18, not knowing what I wanted to do with my life. But right. even when I was transi- transitioning and getting out, I was still like, Dang, what am I going to do?
2: Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's very difficult. It's a very mind-boggling thing. So you said you were you you started when you were
0: 18 and you you retired out. How did it feel? Like what made it real? Uh, when it became time for you to get out of the army like how did that feel for you
2: um so making it, it really started to hit me you know when that 20 years has come because I knew I knew I wasn't gonna do any more than that because you know being a wife and a mother and you know a lot of those things were taken away from me and I had to kind of balance life a lot with that so when it came to that time and I knew I was getting out I'm like okay this is, this is real. This is happening. What do I need to do to transition myself out? And I started, you know, I did the little transitioning classes that they give you on post with the resume classes and, and bringing people in to try to tell you this and that or, or whatnot. And, but in my mind, I still needed to like pick other veterans' brains to see what, what actually was working for people. And if I wanted to just do the college or, and then I thought about college, I'm like, Nope. I have a degree already. I'm not going through that again. All them papers and all that stuff. I need a skill set. I wanted something with a skill or either a license. So that's what I I set myself up to do uh, when I got ready to transition.
1: So how long have you been a real estate agent now?
2: So I got my license now. I got it in 2017. So yeah, since 2017 i've had my license so it's actually about time to renew it again yeah cuz it's every 5 years
1: yeah so with so since 2017 what's been the biggest learning hurdle in your industry
2: um i would say just patience like my name seriously the dealing with people dealing with people can be very very difficult and it can bring you down sometimes you know and and you like doubt yourself sometimes because people are like can be very rude and and obnoxious and they change your mind and then have you running around all over the place and then change their mind and or go with some oh you know I'm just gonna go with my cousin because or whatever you know it's all kind of obstacles and hurdles you go through and jump through, but you just learn the patience. You learn to just listen and and just keep moving along, learning, 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 reading, learning people. And that's just how I get through it.
0: Did anything that you uh, learned in the Army help you prepare for this career change? Oh,
2: definitely, definitely. The discipline, the leadership, the integrity, you know, that we learn in the military, all of those different aspects that we went through in the army definitely led me to be the person that I am now. Even like my communication skills, speaking, and like I, you know, I was telling Eric earlier uh, one time that I don't say all the ums and the ahs uh, when I'm speaking because I can speak very fluently because I've I've been a leader and I teach and I, I talk to people all the time. So I keep like those things out of my vocabulary and I learn vocabulary all the time. Cause I read a lot.
0: How was it though? Transitioning out? Like how, how was that process?
2: It wasn't too bad. You know, like I said before the, the mindset that I was thinking of, like, what am I going to do? I don't really have a skill yet. I just have a mil I have a degree in business I've done the uh, logistics my entire military career. And I mean, that is a skill, I would say per se, but I just didn't know, I'm like, what am I gonna do? I, that's all I know. I'm getting out after 20 years and I've just didn't know. And the transition, like I said, I did the classes and I did the all the things and picking people's brains and everything. And I, it was, was nerve wracking, it was scary. It was like, I'm talking to my husband like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Am I just going to go to college? Am I going to, what are we going to do here? I mean, we're going to still be, you know, financially okay, but it's just, it's, it's a very mind boggling thing. And some people really get trapped in that because when you are in the military for that long, like I said, and you're, you're programmed, some people don't know how to let go of that. Yeah. You don't know how to let go of that. And that's why you have people stay in 30 years, 35 years, because they don't know what else to do. Yeah, to have no mindset of what do I do? I have to stay here. That's all I got. Um,
1: so you had three kids in right. in school as you were transitioning out. Right. So what was your right. thought process? You know, kind of taking care of them.
2: Well, you know, so I had my my older two very young when I was in the military. I had them or whatnot. So I knew when twenty years came that they will be out of high school. One was going to be out and one was going to be graduating. So they weren't too much of my concern. And then I had the baby, which was, uh, he was eight at the time. And so I just kind of, just wanted to make sure that He was taken care of because, you know, when we're in the military, we have the health care and we got the money and we can run them to the doctors and all that stuff anytime that we want to. And my biggest concern was just financially to be able to take care of him and to be able to, you know, provide the medical and dental and all that things that he will still need, which I was able to do because of being retired. Yeah. And also with the disability that I have Uh, my children, my older two, were able to go to college for free also. So that was a very good thing that happened for that. And I told y'all lucky because I had to pay for my college. Uh, How did you find out
1: about that? That support so, network. Right,
2: yeah, just picking veterans brains and researching. And then I did have a VA representative that was working with me before I transitioned out. And he gave me all the ins and outs of like, this is what you get when you get this amount of disability. This is what you get if you got that. Your kids go to school for free, they get tuition and books and stipends and all this different thing. So I really like picked a lot of people's brains to get that info.
1: So a couple of times here, you've touched on on one key point, which is networking. So networking as you're transitioning and you being in real estate, you know, continuing to network and get your name out there.
2: Right. So what
1: tools are you using uh, to establish that?
2: Uh, the tools that I use, again, are like my communication skills. I'm a very people-oriented person. I love people. I love helping people. And I've always been like that. And even in the military, I was like the nice sergeant. <laughs> Why not? And it was like, "Yo, you could never be a drill sergeant or nothing like that because you're too nice. And I was like, yeah, no, Whatever. But yeah, I just use those same (laughs) tools of like keeping myself abreast of knowledge, you know, reading and communication is very key point of, you know, in anything that you do in life. You know, even when I was training people and everything, it's the same thing. Everything comes down to communication.
0: So what's your what's your favorite book?
2: My favorite book, I would say, is um, you. I am a badass. What all is right. that about? It's just you know it's about um not doubting yourself, you know that you can do anything that you put your mind to, and you know just keeping yourself like I said before, abreast and knowledgeable about everything, reading, reading, keeping your vocabulary together, learning people, learning their characteristics, learning what people think and stuff, and how to like trigger certain things or whatnot, but most of all just knowing that you can do whatever you want to do if you put your mind to it and you be persistent and don't let anybody stop.
0: So I'm going to dig deep a little bit. What what led you to uh, read that book specifically? And then what was the biggest, and, and you just named a bunch of them, but what was the biggest takeaway?
2: Okay. So, yes, yeah, someone did suggest the book to me. I was in a, a woman's group um, that we supported each other with reading and reading different books and my husband is very thorough reader and everything. And, and so when he was reading, it kind of like made me want to read and stuff, even though I'm not a reader, I do do a lot of audibles, but that particular book kind of stood stand out for me. And um, the takeaway from it was just, like I said, just, I can be a badass, you know, out of the military and still be that powering female that, people look up to and want to be and all of that stuff. I can be that person. And that's what that book really kind of entails and, and lets you believe.
1: <laughs> so would you say that your your women's group kind of helped you find your, your sense of grounding once you left the military?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And how did that work out? It worked out very well because, you know, being with more empowering women and like-minded individuals, anytime you surround yourself with people like that, that's who you are. You know, you, you are who you hang around, you know, you hang around bums and you're going to be a bum too, you know, <laughs> hang around wealthy people. Then eventually, you know, you're going to be wealthy and everything too. So you, who are you su- surround yourself around? It's very empowering to be around those type of women.
0: You know, uh, some of the other things that you pursued once you got out of the military. So one, one in particular is your fitness goals. So right. I know you entered into a competition. Right. And how, tell us about that whole experience.
2: Okay. So when I did get out, you know, I was like, remember I told you I am going to do traditional college. So I was like, I need some kind of skill. And I knew I really like when I was um, still in my last Last tour of the military, I went to Guantanamo Bay, and I I deployed for 400 days away from my family. And when I was there, I was in the best shape of my life. I did CrossFit, and I was running and doing PT, and we were doing football and all kinds of things. And then I got around some some guys and girls that were like really into fitness and everything too. And I actually kind of started over there watching like all these individuals because they did the MWR, let them do a competition there too. Like, I'm like, man, that's so very intriguing. And I'm like over here, like in shape too. And like, I was going to do it over there, but I didn't because I still wasn't quite ready for me. I didn't think, but when I came back, I was like, you know what? I'm going to like continue with my fitness and I'm going to like do that. That's going to be like a bucket list. I'm going to do it. But when I did transition out, I wasn't going to do traditional college. So um, another veteran friend of mine told me about this certification to become a personal trainer. Like, hmm, maybe I can do that or whatever it's like. And she was like, OK, so you get the GI Bill and then you get the BAH and all that stuff. So like I told you, I like money. It's like, I was like if it's easy, I can probably do it. So I went to the school just intentionally to get like the BAH and the money. But then when I was there, it was very intriguing. I'm like, oh, man, people look up to me. I'm a people person. And then I've always had females like, girl, how you had three kids and you still look like that? <laughs> all this stuff. So, so I was like, okay, maybe I can do this or whatnot. And so I got all the certification. I had a NASM certification, which is one of the highest certification for personal training. And I did that and I started training people for a little while. And yeah, it was, it was great.
0: So how was the tell us about the competition that you you got in? Oh, I know it's yeah. one oh, in particular. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. So yeah, with that, I said, okay, one of the guys that was in the class, he had he had done the class previously and he was training males and females to do competition shows. And I knew him very well already. So I hit him up. I was like, hey. I think I want to do this. I think I want to do a a competition. It's like a bucket list thing for me. So I want to do it. And he's like, all right, okay. All right. I'll, I'll train you up for it. Here's what I'll do this and that or whatnot. So he got me ready for it. And he helped me like do the food. He helped me do every single down to the detail. And so when I did it, I, um, I was doing the food, I was drinking the water and I was doing this. And, and like, I would do like weekly check-ins with him and everything. And like, I kept looking at myself. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm gonna be ready for this. I, was like, I don't see the changes. He, and he was, I was sending him the pictures every week, but he was seeing the changes Cause so That's what he does. He know everything. But I'm telling you, by the time that 12th week was there and I was done and the the morning that I woke up for the competition, the way my body looked, I was like, oh, my God, I could not believe it. (laughs) I couldn't believe that the body could do that certain things. And the whole time I'm sitting here looking, thinking like, oh, it's not working, it's not working. And it did. And I ended up getting like fourth place in my first time. So I placed and got a trophy and everything. So it was like really exciting. Yeah, and that really, really helped with the personal training. So once, like, my female friends and people saw that, like, oh, she really, you know,
0: <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah. How did it feel? How did it feel when you stepped on the stage? Because that's your very first competition. Oh yeah.
2: my gosh! Yeah, that thing was the nerve. I like I said, I that was so nerve wracking. And but the thing was, like, when you step on the stage. And you have the music and the people in the crowd the lights and everything are so bright you can't see the crowd so that helps out tremendously yeah because I could not see the crowd for nothing so I was like okay I can't see nobody I'm just in the bathroom by myself doing my dance or whatnot so <laughs> it was cool it turned out cool yeah
1: <laughs> so how was it uh, like prepping yourself to get on that stage
2: oh my god that's the worst thing that that lifestyle is not in. Everyday lifestyle because the water drinking the the bland foods the same foods the the exercising the discipline that is taken when you want to go eat that donut or cookie or something <laughs> that you can't and it's just like it's a whole yeah it's very mental very very mental and then a lot of setbacks with that because I am a wife and mother and and trying to you know do that and take care of them and they're not going on to eat what I'm eating and <laughs> it was a lot. Right? Take us
1: back to that moment maybe a couple of minutes before walking on stage. Okay. Like, what, what was going through your mind?
2: I'm like I'm like really doing this and because I was already like close to 40 years old so I'm like oh my god I'm like in like this small ass bikini <laughs> and like, and you know, like I'm married, I got kids, but I'm out here looking like this. And, and that's, that was all the kind of things that's going through my head. And then I'm sitting here looking at all these other girls. and like, Oh my God, look at their muscles. Do y'all have kids like me? And, and, but then when I saw like some of the women, you know, they had stretch marks and they had this and like C-section marks and different things. But that spray tan thing that we get kind of covers up everything and so you're like okay they're the same like me that those stuff that you kind of see on the video and the stage and the lights it kind of misplaces that you can't see it it's like photography it blurs everything out but when you're in that room with everybody you see all the flaws and so okay it ain't just me (laughs) so that's kind of all the things that were going through my head just wondering like what were people going to think of me and stuff and Things like that, but I got through it.
0: <laughs> I like that story. <laughs> 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 no, because it, it's 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 a courageous story. You know what right. I mean? You 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 went through all the training and everything, but you still absolutely have to execute when the lights come on, so to say. Right. You know, um, so that's pretty cool in fourth place. So now we're going to take that same experience and and we're going to shift it over to your first home that you're showing. OK. Right. Now, okay. I think you said you had someone teaming up with you. Is, is how, how does that work? Did you have someone teaming up with you or do you do it on your own? And how was that experience?
2: Right. Yeah. No. So you don't have anyone like so when you get a real estate license, you have to hang yourself with a brokerage. And and then you go from there. But I the the female that I had working with me, she was already connected with this brokerage. So she was kind of like a team leader. And so she was a leader for me. And same as like being in the military, you have, you know, your sergeants that are over the, the soldiers. So she was kind of over me and she would guide me through everything because she was already there and she had done it for, you know, some years or whatnot. Um, and so she... She guided me through all the contracts and everything of how I would do step by step walking through each process. So when I did do my first sale, she was there the whole time. But what happened was she wouldn't do everything for me. She made me do every single thing. She made me like do my contracts. She's like, how do you do this? How you do that? What I she made me do everything so that I would learn it. She made me read line by line the contracts, made me go through each process of everything that we do when you get ready to sell homes to a client. And so when I went into the first home with those clients, it was like, Okay, what I do, how do I do this or so whatever? It's like Is really happening. You know, (laughs) how do I do this? But she was so good with helping me and everything and guiding me through. And even though I had to give like some of my commission to her, it was okay (laughs) because uh, some money is good than like no money, (laughs) better than no money. So, but yeah, it was, it was, that was kind of nerve wracking too. It was the same things, things going through my head. How do I do this? Is this really for me? And I mean, And fortunately, the first clients that I have were veteran, military veterans. So it was easy, they were easy to talk to. And, you know, we all had that same kind of verbiage and all that different things and stuff. So Mm -hmm. it worked out really well for my first sale.
1: So once you became independent, what was that first sale like?
2: Ooh. <laughs> so when I became independent and I let go of like people teaching me and telling me how to do, because by that time by the time I came independent, I can like do these contracts and walk people like the back of my hand, you know, all I because I have the personality. I have every aspect, you know, everything to do, sales and everything. I just needed to learn the processes. So once I was able to be independent and do it, um, I mean, I have a a an assistant. And that helps me out a lot too, but it's a, a total difference with not having to give all my money to somebody because they're having to teach me <laughs> all this or whatnot. Um, so it's it's a very big difference of being independent and being able to run my show the way I want to run it. You know, this is the way I I, I want to do things or whatever. These are my marketings.
1: So, I mean, Cos and I, we, we had the, the honor and the privilege of working with you you know, so closely, but mm-hmm. the way that your logistics background came in right. and you scheduled every single tour, you knew exactly where we had to be, when we had to be there and you knew how to communicate with the other agents, right? Right. right. So it takes you back and number one, your logistics background,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: then number two, all of your leadership roles in, in schools that you've been through, right. uh, you know, so the army was able to to provide those attributes to you. Right,
2: right, so exactly. With
1: that I mean, what what kind of advice would you give to up and coming agent?
2: Okay. Um, so an up-and-coming agent, I would give them advice, like, especially if they don't have like a military background. What not like, cause you know, like you said, I have those skills and I have that mindset of, of everything, communication, everything. So actually, as you say that I was in Verizon, like last weekend, and there was a 22 year old guy in there and he was asking me about real estate. And my guidance was to him is reading, read, 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 read. Knowledge is power. No matter what you do, if you can read and understand something, pick people's brains. But if you can like Read, reading is just like a key to everything, knowledge of what people have already done and been through, or just listening to, you know, different things, podcasts and listening to experts of everything. That's the advice that I would give to anybody that wants to up and come and do real estate because you got to learn, you have to learn the contracts, you have to learn people, you got to learn communication if you don't have it. So that's knowledge, knowledge power it's power
1: yeah yeah definitely I, I can definitely agree with you on that so I think there's there's definitely a stigma in real estate right now with mm-hmm. the market booming right with COVID, right you have a lot of people that are just trying to jump into the market
2: right become yeah a
1: real estate agent or a broker mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to take advantage of, mm-hmm. of what's happening Right, right. Well, what advice would you give somebody that's going into it for the wrong reasons?
2: All right. Okay. So first of all, they can't jump in and be a broker because you got to be an agent for two years before you can become a broker, and that test is totally harder than the real estate agent test or whatnot. But I would say really be sure that it's something that you want to do because it is a mind playing game or You you're not you don't think it, it's going to come easy as you know, you know, as we, you know, what I went through with you guys, it's not no easy paycheck. You have to really work and put your, your communication, everything in that. And yeah, people trying to run and jump into real estate, like this, it's not going to happen because I, you have to build, you have to even build, you know, your, your referrals up, you have to build people and things up but when it's not a game that you just, it's not a game at all. It's not anything that you can just jump in. and It's just going to happen like that. So I would just really let them know, really make sure this is something that you really want to do because just because the real estate market is booming and everything, people are still going to go with their more knowledgeable real estate agents. They're not going to just go because people are not crazy. They it, sometimes people can really do this thing on their own, or whatnot, And it's just that they need the real estate agents as far as the contracts and everything are, else is concerned. But the there's people out there that do their research and they're very smart and they'll be able to tell that when somebody doesn't know what they're doing. They'll be able to tell that real quick. So and I'll let them know you can't just jump into something like that because you're going to get burned to the ground, I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> so you got a, a uh, personal trainer certification. Mm-hmm. You Yoga. got... <laughs> Yoga. Okay. You got um, a real estate license. Right. Right. So what other, were there any other uh, pursuits that you did once you got out of the military? And more specifically, even, even to these, how were those training pursuits paid for?
2: Oh, so the, the, the personal training pursuit was paid for by the military. It, um, they used to just only do college, but now they allow you to get certifications and things or whatnot, which is very great because a lot of times, like, so people don't want to just do college, college or whatever. So they did change it where you can get like all these different kinds of certifications and things like that. So, and then as far as real estate. Real estate I had to pay out of pocket because it is not it's not really a, a long term school. It takes you maybe three months or so to acquire all the classes and get all the certificates sent in to be able to get the state testing and everything sent down. The personal training was paid for by military and out of pocket by for real estate and the yoga.
1: Who's your inspiration?
2: Ooh. As far as like real estate or just in general
1: no just in general
2: in general it will be my mother and yeah, my mother has molded me into the strong-willed person that I am and everything and if y'all were to meet her y'all would be like we are the same person <laughs> it's so funny yeah everybody always says like oh my god it's like the same person seriously <laughs> Yeah. And even when I brought her here and she's met like my real estate brokers and friends and everything, they, they really can see the person in her that made me who I am.
0: So do you feel successful right now?
2: I honestly do. I feel like very blessed, honored, um, And not just because of like all these sales and stuff from COVID and all this different things, I feel successful because of my growth. I've grown so much in like the years of uh, military guiding me certain ways and then getting out and being the person I am from reading and from being around successful people and just aligning myself up. I I really feel peaceful and successful. I honestly do.
1: How do you uh, define your happiness?
2: My family, my family and my children, mostly um, just being grateful, grateful for what I have because everybody is not, you know, in good places in their life. And I always try to think of it that way. Like when something comes up, and I get frustrated about it. And I'll just say, somebody else is always worse off. I put that in my head. Like, I have a roof over my head. I have my children. I have my health. I have my family, you know. And I always say, okay, okay, patients. Somebody's always off worse. So somebody's out there that doesn't have a roof over their head. Somebody's not eating food, you know. Or, you know, some, peop- some women out there can't have children or whatever. so I feel blessed in all those different ways.
0: Very inspirational. Right. And that's mm-hmm. the, that's the purpose of the podcast, right. To, mm-hmm. to show, you know, even though you did logistics for your career, you did it for your entire career.
2: Yes, I did. Yeah. Right.
0: So, so even mm-hmm. though you did logistics, it doesn't mean that you're handcuffed to a logistics job once you right. get out. And the purpose is, you know, you can, you can reinvent yourself um, mm-hmm. once you get out and just listening to the stories that you've provided, you know, the fitness and, in placing in your very first uh, competition and then doing real estate, you know, a, a totally different direction. It gives I hope it gives the audience, you know, a sense of inspiration and motivation to go out and and read, 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 right? That's one of your <laughs> biggest things, just read and learn and, and keep investing in yourself. Right. Um, but how difficult? And how much time did it take for you to get your license? So just like three years, two years, four mm-hmm. months, like how long did mm-hmm. it take you to get to that point, your license? For
2: for real estate, right? For
0: real estate, yes.
2: Okay. So yeah, you, you can do like online courses or you can go into in-person school. A lot of the brokerages offer in-person schools and then you have the online do-it-yourself pace, you know. So I decided to do it my own pace um, and just kind of, guide myself through because I like I said I'm a mother and wife and got mm-hmm. 50 million other things going on. So I, I did the online school and I would say it took me about three months to go through self-guided and like complete the courses because there's three different courses that you have to take to be able to submit those certifications to the state. And every state is different also with, uh, the certifications that they use. So I got those three certificates. And once you have those three certificates, you submit them to the state of California or whatever state you're in. And then they will make sure that everything is good to go with that. And then they send you back information saying, okay, now you are qualified to take the state exam. And that's when you can place that at your own time. So if you feel you're ready after those courses to go and take the state exam, then that's when you go and do it. And some people like takes like they'll take like other courses or get some more knowledge from other brokers and stuff just to make sure that they're ready. But all in all, it was about a good four months and I was licensed and ready to go into real estate. Yes.
0: Would the military pay for the, the state certification or the state licensing? Exam? Um, do you know? And, you know the
2: sta- I'm not sure because it's only sixty five dollars, and to take it, well, it's all, well when you're when you get your course, and you complete the course, everything is co- in, entailed into that course. So, one, if you fail the state exam, then you have to come out of pocket sixty five dollars. But once you take that course, it's included one time for you to be able to take the state exam. Or whatnot, and then you have to get fingerprints, and and you have to get the background checks and all that stuff. And that was like a couple of hundred dollars and stuff for that. But I don't think that the military pays for that uh, because it's just like little out of pocket money or whatnot. It's not like a tuition type thing, you know. So
0: right. Okay.
2: okay. <laughs>
1: So drawing it back, so you, you know, being res- retired, you've established your career. In hindsight, what would you tell 18-year-old patients?
2: <laughs> Ooh, I wish somebody would have told 18-year-old patients to get in real estate at 18 years old. <laughs> because everything seems to fall back. All the wealthiest people have, you know, real estate somehow or another that helped him to guide them to be wealthier, or whatever the case, uh, you know, your Robert Kiyosaki, even, you know, Donald Trump, all of those, you know, all have some type of real estate going on or whatnot. And I really wish somebody would have talked to me at that age instead of Mary Kay and and tell me <laughs> to <the> do real estate. <laughs> because I'm right. pretty sure I would have kind of stuck with it this entire time or whatnot. And, but you know, your, your stars are aligned different You all, you know, you're just meant to do what you're supposed to do in certain time frames. So.
1: Yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> right. So what would you tell future patients, say 10 years from now and, and looking back, what do you want to see?
2: I want to see um, more growth, of course, continue to grow Continue to stay uh, positive and blessed, and continue to take care of my family and other people. And yeah, just it's all all about that growth. You just got to continue to grow. You're never done learning ever. You're always gonna keep continue to learn and continuing to grow.
0: Man, it seems like a lot of <laughs> feedback. Do you hear that feedback? <laughs> No one hears that. It's just me.
2: It's It's probably that Steelers jacket you got on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but (laughs) (laughs) so Patience, it's it's really been a pleasure talking with you and I appreciate you moving things around and your schedule to sit down and have a conversation Mm -hmm. with Eric and I. I also thank you for um, taking care of Eric and getting him uh, close to me.
2: Yeah, <laughs> close to me too. <laughs> all,
0: all in the same location, absolutely. Right? <laughs> so, if anyone, um, and and I'm not sure if you're open to this, and that's fine. But if there was anyone who listened and they wanted to ask a question or whatever about real estate or mm-hmm. personal fitness or or being a badass, you know, whatever, mm-hmm, right? right? How could they reach out to you?
2: They can reach out to me by my business number or, or by email or my my Facebook, Instagram, all of those different platforms.
0: Okay, absolutely. So I'll put those in the show notes. I just like to ask first because I don't want to put your information out. What, look at that. You, you are, are badass. a badass. <laughs> and you i'll put it. that i'll put that book in there as well in the yes. show notes. Uh, i think i'm it. gonna have yeah. to i think i may have to go ahead and, and look at it and read it right i'm
2: trying it, right. it's an amazing book yeah i'm
0: about to find it on audible
2: <laughs> right <laughs>
1: <laughs> no hey patience it's been it's been great it's been real mm-hmm. so you know one thing that that's truly inspiring me uh inspires me from you is just how down to earth you are and and how much you actually care for the people that you surround yourself with. And -hmm. it's been an honor and a privilege you know, for you to be my agent for the last four (laughs) or five months. Um, And my bad for hitting you up at 10, 11 o'clock at night. Oh no,
2: (laughs) I told you it was no worries. There was no worries. I told them to leave you alone. You're never a bother to me ever.
1: So, uh, so yeah, with that, is there any closing remarks that you'd like to, to tell the listeners?
2: Read, read, read.
0: That's it. <laughs> I know that's right.
2: And you are a badass.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it.
2: <laughs>
0: All righty. Hey, thanks again. It's been great catching up with you. And, uh, oh. and and you're definitely inspiring us, even though we don't say it. So I'm saying it now out loud. All right, I think, gonna, I think so I'm gonna. Much. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna jump in on real estate. No, I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know you gonna right. motivate us. Oh,
2: All right, take All right. care now. Thank you so much.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, bye, y'all.